hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio. Ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. we got a special edition of the big show for you this week. You know, uh, Roz from the UK is our regular correspondent for everything diving across the pond and then some. And it's been a while since we've talked to her. And we've had her on many, many times. But one of the things we have not done is dived a little bit deeper into her personal dive life. And I thought this week is as good as any to do just that. So, Roz, how you doing, first off? What's going on? I'm very well, Greg. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But uh, it's always good to catch up with you. And, you know, we'll get, uh, you know, into some, you know, dive news that she kind of tracks and things, especially for things across the pond there in the uk but uh you know i wanted to talk about you for once roz we're always talking about other things that you're covering and tracking in the industry and all that kind of stuff but what about roz herself she's an accomplished uh a diver doing rebreathers and technical stuff uh wrecks like you wouldn't believe i mean she her track record for diving is quite impressive so before we get into things like you know what she actually dives with Let's first find out what she does on a day-to-day basis. So what is it? You can't spend 24-7 under the water like we all wish we could. So what are you doing on your surface interval, Roz? So my career's changed track, and I now look after safety management systems. I now audit safety management systems for dive centers. Okay. And and that means what exactly? What do you do? It, it means that um, we go to a dive centre. We contact a dive centre way before, and we confirm we're coming. Yeah. Uh, we send them a questionnaire. We ask them lots of questions about their diving safety management system. So this covers everything from emergency action plans to equipment and how it's maintained, and who is a management of a centre, and what's their experience, and what's the experience of a team, and what boats they have, and what equipment. Um, and what safety equipment have they got, and have they got um, oxygen of a certain level, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And then we come and we have a good conversation with the management, um, and it's a really um, great way of finding out about the company, um, and it's always an open conversation. It's very friendly, and at the end of it, we'll check stuff like, well, we might look at some student files, record cards, We'll look at the um, servicing schedule. We'll test gas. Um, we'll look at equipment. Um, we'll watch how they teach and guide, that kind of stuff. And at the end of it, we give them a report. Okay. And, and kind of say, okay, these uh, these areas are doing well, and you got a great plan in place, and other places yeah. you may suggest 
that uh, you know they up their game in this area to just uh, make sure they're prepared for the worst case scenario. You know who to contact at the hospital, that kind of stuff, and uh, tracks to the hospital. You know a lot of stuff that you learn, like uh, for instance, maybe in your rescue diver course. That's uh, some of the information you would cover, right? Yes, it is. Like, um, how far is it from the furthest dive site to the compression chamber? How long does it take? Mm-hmm. And do you have enough oxygen to medevac two divers from there to right. the compression chamber? Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of it is just uh, looking, you know, once again at the worst case scenario. So you're prepared. And if you're prepared and an emergency happens, you know, uh, if you have a plan in place, you just follow the plan and hopefully it'll work out or at least increase the odds in your favor that will end better as opposed to worse. And that's what it's, you know, all about. And, and obviously it's uh, somewhat about limiting liability and insurance and things like that, too, I would assume. Right. Yes, but it's also continuous improvement, Greg. So it's plan, do, check, act. Um, so the dive centres look at it and they use it as a tool, a mechanism for continuous improvement, which there is you great. So yeah. you, you watch a, a business get better and better every time you visit them. Right. Well, and that's good stuff. I mean, I you know, I didn't even know Roz was doing this. You know, we talked to her so much about what's going on in the industry. It's kind of interesting uh, to kind of hear like, oh, I, that's a real job. I love it. That's good stuff, Roz. Now, let's talk about you uh, as far as, uh, you know, your dive experience. We have talked many times about some of the crazy dives you do. I mean, you've done, you know, uh, super deep dives, rebreather, technical stuff. Uh, you name it. Roz is pretty much you know done it but when it comes to your actual dive kit which is how they refer to it in the uk especially you know we we just talk about our dive gear here in the u.s but their their kit you call it kit right what kind of kit are you diving these days uh right okay so mostly i'm diving a twin set which you call doubles right at the moment mm-hmm. um so we had a chat before we came i, I we came on air and my thermals, so my thermals are by fourth element, and some of them are 20 years old. Wow. Okay. Um, and you, th- you think about it, and you think, actually, that's quite a sustainable product because it's, I've had it 20 years. It's been washed and worn and washed and worn. It's, I've worn my fourth element thermals underneath my jeans going off to cold countries like Prague to Baltic Tech, um, and I've worn them in the UK yeah. in the winter keep me warm okay doing normal stuff walking down the streets i've worn them diving um i've slept in them when i've had to um in strange places okay the fact that i can still wear them and dive them and they work 20 years on that makes it quite a good investment in in a product it's thermals are getting expensive but when you realize you can dive them for 20 years plus actually they work out quite cheap right well and when you say thermals you're talking about your you know uh, undergarments your the, yeah. that you would wear under a dry suit uh, yes. underwear you know so yeah. heck you could probably get another uh, 20 years out of them if you turned them inside out i mean i know guys that do that uh, with their underwear <laughs> here in the u.s but i don't <laughs> yeah Boy, Greg. Well, hey, it's just how we think sometimes, you know, we're kind of twisted that way. But, you know, it's a, you know, luckily, I don't have to deal with that too much because I'm a warm water wuss and I don't do a lot of dry suit diving. But, yeah, those, uh, you know, thermals that you wear under a dry suit, 
Uh, they can be, become a little pricey, but uh, heck, if they're lasting 20 years, I mean, that is, uh, you know, that's pretty good. And that, it really, when you look at it that way, they don't really cost that much at all, I guess. Is that your point? Yes, that's exactly my point, Greg. Okay. Yeah. And you wash them every time, so they're very clean. And as they wash over time, they probably get softer and caress your skin like a baby's butt or something, right? Well, they've got to be, you've actually got to be careful with the washing. You've got to wash, yeah. wash them in like a soap powder, like fairy. Um, okay. You can't wash them in a biologic like Ariel because that's not good for them. You definitely can't um, tumble dry them. You can't add fabric conditioner to them. Yeah. That's a very bad idea. You can get specialist um, washing um, liquids from, from some of our manufacturers. Right. But yeah, but you still, you break them in and they get softer with time and stuff, don't they? Like a fa- faded pair of jeans. Wouldn't it be the same kind of thing? No? Um, to be honest, Greg, I've never noticed any difference. Really? All right. Well, I see, I don't know because I don't do it that much. And I'll be honest, I wanted to dive deeper into uh, Roz from the UK's diving life. And talking about her underwear was not where I thought this was going to go. But <laughs> I love it, Roz. You're willing to share. And, and uh, you know, well, we're just getting to know each other better and better as time goes on. Do I need to apologize for that or what? <laughs> No, you don't need to apologize. Okay, okay, it's good stuff. You know, this is a long piece of kit. I've been working with diving for 20-odd years. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I always thought she was going to talk about our regulator and PCs and tanks, and I'm sure we'll get to that. But, hey, we had to get the underwear out of the way. All right, more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Bula. You'll hear that a lot when you visit Fiji. It's more than a greeting. It's the spirit of this friendly country. With 333 islands, white sand beaches, and year-round tropical warmth, it's hard not to feel happy at this exceptional dive destination known as the soft coral capital of the world. Fiji Airways has a modern fleet of aircraft to take you to Fiji in style and at great prices. Contact your travel agent now or go to FijiAirways.com and plan your Fijian dive adventure. That's FijiAirways.com come as a guest leave as a friend it's a philosophy that comes from the top down at explore ventures liveaboards it doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group explore ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right for proof no explore ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry they're also the official liveaboard company of scuba radio you've likely heard us talk about explore ventures scuba radio scuba cruise trips many times and we invite you to join us on the next one however whether we're on board with you or not i'll bet an explore ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had it just doesn't get any better save us in kits turks and caicos the galapagos maldives indonesia humpback whales and the silver banks new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time call one of their talented travel consultants to find the explore ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you 1-800-322-3577 that's 1-800-322-3577 or visit exploreventures.com that's exploreventures.com hey baby What's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always. And I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. (sighs) New scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today. Or stay a loser. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha!
Prepare to rig for dive. Your surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. When you want fun, just read a page from my dive log book. I used to say, live and let live. You know you did, you know you did, you know you did. But in this underwater world where we can dive in, should make one give it a try. Said, live and let's dive. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Roz from the UK, my guest right now. We're getting to know her on a, a personal level uh, more than usual. Uh, we've talked about her underwear. And, uh, you know, I don't know where you go from here, Roz, but I, I think we ought to move on to other things. Do you agree with me on this or what? What do you think? That would be smart, Greg. Okay, good move, right. So, uh, you know, and I asked you about your kit, what you're diving with uh, these days you said you dive doubles uh regularly so you're diving like what mixed gases and even trimix and technical stuff like that when you're doing the that type of diving the most or what to be perfectly honest because the price of helium's got astronomical so yeah. it's mostly it's mostly nitrox okay right and you still do the rebreather stuff too right though i mean you're still yeah, it just depends on the mission i have to I haven't done any rebreather stuff for a while. Okay. To be fair, um, I've mostly been diving my twin set recently. All right. So, and, and it's been shallow, bimbly stuff. Yeah. Um, just to have some fun, to be right. honest. But you got the two tanks, so you got a little bit more air supply to work with and can stay yeah. down, uh, you know, as long as you need to, I guess. Uh, but it, it, it's very mission uh based as far as what you dive with or you're always diving the doubles or mostly and you know what kind of bc and reg are you got hooked up to that kind of system what can you tell us so diving dive right okay um because uh it works it's robust mm-hmm. um you know greg when you buy a new car and you suddenly discover that absolutely everybody else is diving driving your car right you suddenly start spotting that car everywhere yeah well it's the same with um somebody like dive right and you'll find that um you suddenly look and you find out how many bits of dive right kit are out there sure and, and there's quite a lot of old dive right kit out there that's working really well mm-hmm. looks dived but it's performs and it's it's really robust kit yeah um and it's well made and it's made by divers who get in the water pretty much on a daily basis and are out um, exploring and stuff. Sure. And you know, I remember uh, Dive Right from my beginning years of becoming a diver because they're based right here in like what, High Springs, Florida? Isn't that where they're made? Or? Yeah, they're city. Yeah. So, you know, it's quality stuff's been around for years. They kind of really specialized initially in the uh, tech world more than anywhere else, I would say. But yeah. it, it was like, uh, you know, they were like the first ones to do this kind of modular backpack type system. That it didn't matter what size of a person or diver you were, 
you could adjust each and every element or parameter of the of the BC jacket to kind of fit you, right? Yeah, and they've just launched a new. I haven't seen it, um, but we've just launched a new side mount system, a oh, new okay. side mount harness, literally in the last few days. Wow. Um, so that's quite interesting that they continue to innovate. But that, that so I've got dive right because it works. It's hard work. It, it works. It's robust. It performs. It's flexible, it's modular in that sense. Yeah. 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 Are you going uh, side mount? Is that uh, something in your future too? Uh, I've done looking... a little bit of side mount. Yeah. Um, but I'm primarily back mount, to be perfectly okay. honest. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the latest craze, especially in the uh, in the tech world. Yeah. Would you agree? It, everybody seems to be loving to, you know, liking to go to the side side mount type of system, uh, wearing their tanks on the side of them as opposed to on the back. Or what do you um, think? Side mount has been around a very long time, Greg. It's just kind of broken through to mainstream diving. Right. Um, it's one tool for exploring. Um, a Brit started it, um, and I can't remember his name, um, which annoys me. Uh, he dived. He was diving a tadpole. Now a tadpole. Um, was a, a cylinder that came out of one of the bombers from the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And it was a tiny little cylinder, and it was used for exploring the caves um, around Cheddar and Wookiee in Somerset, I believe. Yeah. Um, and that you'd use it because you'd climb up all these pitches and things, and it was very small, and it was used to dive through the sumps. Right. Um, and um, then the Yanks kind of, and especially Lamar, um, and some of his friends, Lamar Hires at Diverite and his yeah. friends, they did a lot of pushing to develop side mount diving in the States. Right. But it's broken through into the mainstream. And you can see why in the fact that you just need to, you know, you, you gear up and you can carry your cylinders down to the side and clip them on in the water. And so it reduces physical stress on divers. So I can see it from that point of view. Yeah. It's, it's... less practical jumping off a boat off the English Channel um and side mount diving a wreck you're better off back mount and with your stages rather than lots of side mount right um so it's a it's a method it's a useful method for certain types of exploration it's not the complete one solution for absolutely every single piece of diving on earth yeah well it depends on where you're going like you said you know if you're diving the caves of florida it seems to be uh you know definitely on the upswing and people like it like you know pete from scuba board's a big side mounter these days but uh, all right so we know you uh have the dive right uh uh, bc what what about a reg system same thing is it a dive right branded uh reg that you uh Um, dive these days i dive either dive right regs or i dive apex regs okay all right. And you've been diving with them for years, and they do the trick for you, huh? That may do the trick. I did dive Scuba Pro, and they were also very good. Yep. Um, but it's more difficult to get Scuba Pro serviced where I am at the moment. It's easier to get Dive Right and um, Apex service where I am. Right. Well, that makes sense. You know, I, I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, all the companies that put out uh, regulator systems, I think, uh, do good gear, especially – if you're just looking, you know, to do an easy dive on a vacation or something like that, now if you're doing something more extreme and deep and technical, 
I think it does make uh, a lot of sense to really consider putting some big money into your reg or, you know, it's your life support system. But but there's nobody putting out crappy, in you know, uh, equipment yeah, out there when you agree. The equipment's a lot better than it used to be, Greg. Right. Considerably better. Yeah. Um, there's two things I would look at with um, a regulator. I'd make sure the first stage is a DIN. Um, okay. which stands for Dutch Industry Nord, and it's a male-female connection. I wouldn't really go down the yoke, the A-clamp system these days. I'd go down the male-female connection because it's a better, stronger connection, especially if you're going into overhead environment stuff. So having a DIN regulator is a good thing. Having cold water regulator is also a good thing. Words of wisdom from Roz from the UK. We got more with her next. Stay close to the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out and the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Do you have a message or a product that you'd like to share with the diving world? Well, look no further than Scuba Radio. Just like you, thousands of diving enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to scubaradio.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. This place is completely freeing. Would you believe that today I dabbled in public nudity? (laughs) Daphne and I found a secluded cove on the beach. We shed our garments and surrendered ourselves to the sand, the sea, and one rather curious grouper. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. I'm talking with Roz from the UK. We're diving deeper with her today. Find out what she's been diving these days and uh, the things she does, uh, you know, on her real job, on her surface interval, in between all the cool dives that she does around the world. And um, I think we've covered that base pretty well and uh, picked up a few words of wisdom that might, you know, you might be able to pick up as a diver yourself. Uh, let's talk about uh, something that's been on your radar, though, 
lately, kind of tying into with your with your job of, of uh, consulting dive shops around the world and dive charters as far as making them safer. But the individual diver, what they should be doing to, uh, I don't know, in, ensure their safety or just make sure they're crossing the T's, dotting the I's when they go on their next dive trip. You think, Roz, what, what should they do? Fill in forms properly. It sounds really tedious and it sounds really boring. And nobody likes doing paperwork. It's a real bind. Um, but um, dive centres generally ask you to fill in forms so that if something happens to you, they've got um, contact information, valuable contact information, um, so that they can look after you properly. Now, heaven forbid, if you're a single diver, and I've gone out diving on my own, um, gone to companies and, and, and booked in, and, and joined a group of divers and gone diving. Um, fill in your paperwork properly. Fill in your contact information properly. Make sure it's legible. Make sure it's accurate and easy to read. So that if something happens, God forbid, and you are on your own, the dive centre knows how to contact your family, your close relatives, and say so-and-so's had an accident, very sorry, so-and-so has actually died, mm. that kind of thing. Because... Otherwise, nobody knows how to contact your family. Right. You don't want to leave a mess behind. It's going to be bad enough, uh, God forbid. For the dive centers involved and for the professional staff involved. Um, So make it easy um, and, and just fill in your documentation properly. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say, I hate paperwork. Who loves paperwork is insane. And, and signing all the releases. Uh, so I, I'll admit I, I'm not a big fan of of doing that. But you do got to think about, like you said, you got you to kind of plan ahead sometimes or just think about the worst case scenario and make sure you're not skipping any steps. Uh, and and it, hey, you hate to go there sometimes in your head, but you have to because, like you said, you got to think about it. God forbid if something happens, how do you want this handled? You know, uh, uh, you don't want people guessing. You don't want, uh, you know, your loved ones getting a call and they have no idea what to do. Um, You were telling me off the air, Roz, that in your case, you actually don't even have uh, your your emergency contact is maybe like a family member. It's someone else who might be a little bit familiar more with with your diving and and then they can go to your family or what? My best friend. um has basically got my, my, my mother's contact information. Yeah. And uh, I put down my best friend's contact details so that she can go and see my mother and say, mm, Rosa's has gone and died or she's in bother. She's in hospital. Right. And it's better coming from my best friend mm-hmm. than it is on a strange voice. Cause my mom's going to be 80 this year. Yeah. So I've got to think about um, my mother's welfare as well. Right. Um, the shock or, or the fact that she can say, yay, I've finally got rid of her. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm no longer responsible for her. Right. Um, well, there's that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't there, Greg. But it's got, you know, you've got to think about putting stuff in place like this. Yeah. So that um, it's, it's broken to, you know, so put down your best friend if you're not diving with them so they can go and see your your, your family right and break the rooms or or help arrange for you to be medevaced or something mm-hmm. someone you trust and, and you got to think about it i mean you know as much as we don't like to i mean sometimes you got to take the time and think about it uh it, it's for your own 
you know, your the the people that you love, you want to make sure, you know, you're like I said, you got that that chain of communication in place and uh, a plan in place. So you know, you're not going to create any more havoc than it would already be. But beyond yeah. that, it, you got to do it for the dive operators as well because they got to know who to call. I mean, uh, they got to know how to execute an emergency plan to uh, do what they can to to help you as much as possible. So it it, it kind of comes back on everybody uh, if you don't do it because it makes it worse for everybody if you don't do it, right? Yeah, the dive operators tend to be mom and pop businesses, family businesses. You know, these are small businesses, and diving is their passion, and um, they find this extremely traumatic if it ever happens to them sure um, so so try and reduce the stress and trauma on them a bit right yeah i mean so many times uh you know when when bad things happen uh thank god it's a rarity you know but it can happen uh you know the the dive operation gets hammered and you know it may not be their a hundred percent their fault. I mean, they may they may have done nothing wrong, but they didn't maybe uh, have all the information they na- needed to, you know, execute an emergency plan as quickly as they could, or if they would have had a little bit more information or whatever. But but when you look at all the people that do this and patronize a business, and then you see you know something go south, and you know, God forbid, if someone actually dies. You know, the last thing I've always felt, Roz, and I don't know if you feel the same way, is that you wouldn't want to be that person that caused the dive business to go out of business because of, uh, you know, a freak accident or something that was kind of, you know, beyond, you know, uh, an act of God kind of thing. And you don't, I mean, I, you know, lawyers are lawyers, especially here stateside. I don't know how it is over where you are, but... You know, getting that, more like you, Greg. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, it it is a shame because I, I do think you know when you hear those reports of the dive businesses just being basically run out of business, I think that's the last thing in the world any diver listening right now would want to have happen if something happened to them. Are you with me on this, or what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's a shame we see this. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I guess, I guess the moral of this or, or the point of having this conversation is just, you know, do your due diligence and, and do your part to kind of, you know, mitigate these issues as much as possible by crossing the T's, dotting the I's, signing the release forms, getting your emergency contact person in place. And I, I don't know what else is there. Is that really uh, all you would suggest or some more elements that you would throw into the mix? Yeah, but yeah, basically do that, but also make sure you can. It sounds ridiculous, Greg, but write everything down really neatly, because um, sometimes people can't read other people's handwriting. Oh understandably. gosh, <laughs> so me. Have you yeah. been watching my? Have you seen my releases that I signed? Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen the writing, Greg. Yeah, but I, have heard I, I can't write worth a crap. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I mean, it'd be nice if we could digitize this kind of stuff and, you know, maybe that'll, you know, they're starting to do that a little bit with, with some of the dive operators I work with. They've put it all online with that kind of stuff, but, but yeah, uh, you know, take the, take a moment, fill it out properly so people can read it, get the right phone numbers and all that kind of good stuff and, and maybe even have a little cheat sheet with you 
that you can bring uh, wherever you're going to diving and covering that base. Well, Roz, it is always a pleasure. You always have words of wisdom for divers around the world to learn a little nugget or two, and we always appreciate your words. So thank you so much for helping us out today on the big show, all right? Nice to speak to you again, Greg. There you go. Roz from the U.K., she is the diver in the know, and uh, now you are a little bit more uh, knowledgeable yourself, hopefully. Hey, we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Stay close. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Okay. Who wants to go down the creepy tunnel inside the tomb first? We're just going to wait here for a little while so things quiet down if you don't mind. You're going down. You're going This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. All right, so on the line with me is uh, Michelle Day. She works with Dixie Divers. We were uh, hanging out at Bugfest last year, and we'll probably do the same this year coming up here at the end of July. However, she is on Scuba Radio right now to uh, fill us in on an event they have coming up in June. Michelle, welcome to Scuba Radio. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Greg? I am good. Now, you guys have a uh, – you got a pier right there in your backyard of we Dixie do, Divers. Yeah. yeah, South Florida. What's the name of the pier exactly? Where is it? So it's it's Deerfield Beach Pier. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we Popular. host a pier cleanup every year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you guys have like broken records for the amount of divers that have shown up to help clean this uh, area up around the pier in the past, right? Yeah, we have. We have the Guinness Book of World Records for largest underwater cleanup. So we had uh, 633 divers. That was back in 2019. So we host this pretty regularly every year around June. This upcoming one's going to be June 17th. How about that? Are you going to break a record on this one or are you just going to just do what you do? And if you break a record, great. If not, no biggie. What do you think? <laughs> well, we'd be uh, racing against ourselves. So right. we're not going for a record. But uh, definitely last year we had about 523 or so. So wow. um, between the two peer cleanups, because we also do the Pompano peer cleanup, we had about 900 participants last year and over 1,600 pounds of trash removed between the two events. That's uh, crazy. You know, and it's typically an area where I guess, uh, are you allowed to dive under the pier all the time or you're not supposed to because they're fishing off of it? Or what's the rule? Yeah, no, it's it's an undivable location. So uh, completely closed down for us. You can only dive it if you're participating in our pier cleanup each year. So Mm -hmm. it's a really fun way for divers to come get a a new site 
that they haven't seen before. And it's obviously a great conservation effort. So we really love doing this project. Right. And I would imagine you, uh, you pull up tons of uh, fishing line and lures and things like that. And I don't know, maybe yeah, do. maybe a little uh, prize or two every now and then as well. I mean, people drop you know, like watches and brains and God knows what else off those things, don't they? Yeah, we had a diver last year find about $120 in cash. So that was fun. Wow. And- we okay. had a couple of GoPros, some cell phones, uh-huh. some odds and ends, always some weird things, but yeah. we find a lot of, a lot of trash, a lot of debris. So it's a great dive. It's a, it's a great event for sure. Well, what happens to the GoPros and the money and all that kind of stuff? Do they donate uh, it or is it find finders it keepers? Keep it. How yeah, about that? Finders keepers. <laughs> wow. There's another added value uh, to participating in this event. So, uh, yeah. this is a, uh, it's a Saturday. What is it? June what? June 17th, Saturday morning. So it's a uh, dive time starts at 8 a.m. We run till about 11. The check-in for the event starts about 7.30. And then we have a raffle drawing that takes place at 11.15 right at our tent. So we're giving away some cool prizes. We have regulators, dry bags. I mean, you name it. We have some great uh, sponsors that throw event, uh, the donations towards our participants. I love it. And, uh, and of course, the dive shop, uh, Dixie Divers, uh, opens up early that day if you need some last-minute stuff. Or, yeah. or if you need to reserve a tank, you need to do that in advance, though, right, if you want to participate? Yeah. We prefer people to pick up their rental gear the Friday before because we do have hundreds of people coming in and uh, definitely reserve your gear first if you need it from us because we rent out our full fleet. All of our tanks, our BCDs, regulators, everything's gone and rented for the peer cleanup in advance. I would imagine. So, Michelle, I mean, obviously, that's a lot of work to handle, you know, (laughs) five, six hundred divers around a pier. Do you get time yourself to participate in the dive your you know, for for your own personal enjoyment, or are you too busy working yourself? Well, the last two events, I did not get to dive. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have our staff go out first and kind of lay the groundwork, make sure that it's safe for divers to get in the water. So we do have a pre-staff, uh, pre-event staff dive. So that's what I'm hoping to get in on this year, but uh, mostly it's working the tent for me. Yeah, understood. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a feat. <laughs> to pull off uh, a dive to that uh, magnitude for sure now yeah now other than the things like they're fine you know finding stuff that has been chucked over side of the pier there uh what about uh the marine life being that they don't get to dive it uh, usually uh and you know the fishermen are bringing in the fish is it a pretty impressive uh, dive site just as it far as seeing the yeah. marine life and stuff yeah, it's a great dive site. A lot of like huge schools of bait fish, uh, which is kind of typical of just under the pier. You don't really see that when you're diving off a boat. Yeah. Uh, massive Atlantic, Atlantic spade fish schools, uh, tons of nurse sharks, tons of, you know, grunts. Actually, it's teeming with life. They use the pier for protection. So it's a pretty great dive site uh, on its own, you know, with even without the debris cleanups. So. Yeah. I mean, is there a lot of reef structure, uh, uh, below, you know, under the pier? as well or is it mostly sand and just the pier itself or what um some rock structures depends on which side of the pier you're on the reef does run pretty close to the pier so mixed rock sand reef structure depends which side um pompano reef actually runs closer to the pier than deerfield so that one's in september um but definitely a fun dive site great reef great fish right and you're only talking like 20 feet uh, uh, you know at most maybe 25 it's pretty shallow yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah it's an awesome dive for open water divers we also have snorkelers 
divers come, free divers, and obviously our topside beach support. So even people that aren't diving, they aren't getting in the water. They're sorting debris for us, picking up. We have a beach clean that goes on simultaneously. So it's an awesome time. Well, there you go. You're doing good work and enjoying yourself at the same time. Now, yeah. uh, with all the people that you guys service down there, whether it's just beach cleanup or, or not, uh, do you guys have a, a regular roster of trips you, that you run through Dixie Divers for your uh, customers? I assume so, right? Yeah, so we run our charter boat every day but Monday. We do uh, two tank dives. We run twice on the weekends, morning and afternoon. So we have a ton of local dive sites, um, you know, but the pier is only that one time a year. So. Mm-hmm. So that's a little, uh, like I said, it's a a chance for the divers in the area to give back. What about going outside the area? You guys running uh, travel to the Caribbean and God knows where else or what? (laughs) Yeah, we have a full schedule of international travel. So we run about seven to 10 trips a year. We just got back from a Galapagos live aboard, a Mm. seven day uh, aggressor trip. We had 16 divers go all over the Galapagos. We have Cozumel coming up next week, uh, Bonaire in June, Cayman Brack in August. We have a hammerhead dive in november and then fiji's in december so we got nice. a full roster of trips coming up well yeah. are you taking advantage of any of that self uh, stuff yourself michelle is the big yeah, question well, so yeah? I, I lead those trips so ah, I do of get course to- you do <laughs> yeah i do get those not so much the period cleanup but i do get to dive on those trips <laughs> yeah all, all of those you just mentioned or just the ones that you uh decide like hey i'm the boss i'm going on this one <laughs> Most of them I lead. We have uh, another instructor that leads Bonaire every year because it is it is in June. It's one of our busiest months of the year. So I, I stick around the shop for that one, and he, he leads that. But the rest of them, yeah, I, I, uh, I lead them. Well, there you go. See, uh, the perks of uh, running a dive uh, business uh, aren't all bad. It's a hell of a lot of work. I know it is. I've seen it. And, uh, you know, they'd be the first to admit it. But, boy, when you get to, get to go to places like the Galapagos and Fiji, life ain't ha- half bad, is it, Michelle? No, it's not. It's great. It's there great. Awesome go. places to dive. So, Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, maybe we can send some of the scuba radio crew, or maybe we can, or I can even get down there for the cleanup. But if not, yeah. worst case, we'll connect again at uh, Bugfest at Lauderdale-by-the-Sea at the end of July, right? Yeah, definitely. We'll be out at Bugfest, and we hope to see you guys at the pier cleanup. It's a great time. We're expecting over 450 participants. So. Awesome. Yeah, and they just go to DixieDivers.com website and find out all about it. Yeah, DXDivers.com or Dixie Divers, and it's under travel and events. It's also on our homepage. It's just called Deerfield Beach Annual Pier Cleanup. Perfect. All right, we got uh, hour two of the world's first radio show devoted to diving coming up. Stay close. Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go! The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard... 
Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com. 